You're listening to the Business Life and Coffee Show, where business leaders and health experts give insight while you take a break from the daily grind. Your host, Joey Price, is an entrepreneur with over a decade of startup experience and CEO of the managed HR services firm Jumpstart HR. Want to join the conversation or have an idea for the show? Tweet us at BizLifeCoffee or Joey directly at Joey V. Price HR with the hashtag BLCMoments. Want more episodes? Head on over to iTunes to subscribe. Business, life, and coffee, personal development for busy professionals. Now let's get to the show. Going into one of the most contentious elections in the U.S. history, what are the major energy issues on voters' minds and are the November results going to mean high energy bills through a long winter? Joining us today on the Business Life and Coffee Show to share results from a recent poll and thoughts on how election 2016 will affect energy is Jack Gerard, president and CEO of the American Petroleum Institute. Welcome, Jack. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, we're, we're grateful that you're here. Now, I'm taking a look at this uh, survey that you have here, the key 2016 campaign voter poll report, reports uh, on what America is thinking on energy issues. But could you tell us some of the interesting findings from the energy and the election poll? Yeah, what's fascinating about this poll is that it shows that about three to one, the American public want us to produce more U.S. oil and natural gas. It's kind of an overwhelming conclusion that the American people have now experienced the American energy renaissance, and they want us to continue this renaissance of producing our own energy, putting downward pressure on price, we know if you compare this election versus the last presidential election, the price of gasoline is about half of what it was before. But those benefits are brought to us as Americans primarily because we're producing a lot more energy right here at home. And so the conclusions of this poll tell us that the American public not only understands that, but they support candidates who share that vision of producing more of our domestic oil and natural gas. So we believe it's a very significant finding. It's unfortunate that this uh, presidential race has boiled down to a lot of personality conversation. <laughs> we think it ought to get more to the policy conversation. And I was, I was struck by this last debate when Ken Bone in his bright red sweater showed up and asked the one question on the American public's mind, what do you think about energy? How do we as consumers benefit? How do we continue to protect the environment in the process? So. It's on people's minds. We just got to get away from personality uh, discussions and get to the policy discussions. I could agree more with you, Jack. And uh, Ken Bone is is somewhat of an American hero at this point. There yeah. are many articles being written about him and his uh, his sweater. Uh, but you're you're exactly right. Um, the research in your in your poll says that sixty seven percent of Republicans, seventy six percent of Independents and 79% of Democrats support establishing a national energy policy that ensures a secure supply of abundant, affordable, and available energy in an environmentally responsible manner. Um, But I know that with energy, it's sort of an umbrella topic, and there are many layers to it. So what are the actual major energy issues that bring together this broad support from across political lines? Well, I think if you look at it holistically across the country, the American people primarily as consumers recognize that today AAA has concluded that today the average American has saved about $500 a year just in their cost of gasoline. 
$500 a year is a big number to a lot of families in this country. They've also concluded that the average family saves about $1,300 a year in terms of heating their home, cooling their home, etc. So it's all about economics, if you will. It's about the pocketbook issues and also about the environment. So we've demonstrated with the American Energy Renaissance, it's very beneficial to the pocketbook for all Americans. Energy is part of everything we do every day. And too often, frankly, we take it for granted. We just assume we'll go to the gas pump and find there a lower price, gives us the fuel we need to go back and forth to work, take the kids to the soccer game, go see grandma, whatever we're doing every day. But the other piece of it we shouldn't overlook is the environmental improvement. Today, the United States is leading the world in reducing carbon emissions. Yet when you listen to some candidates for public office, you'd think the world's about to be destroyed as we know it. The truth is, our carbon emissions are at a 20-year low. And why is that? More cleaner-burning natural gas right here at home, and we're consuming more of it here at home, and thus we lead the world in showing how to stem the climate challenge. So rather than getting these simplistic debates about, well, do you believe, you deny, which I think is just uh, uh, counterproductive, we should be talking about the case study that we've seen in this country that improves our environment at the same time we benefit the American consumers. Those don't have to be mutually exclusive. We can have good job creation. We can have good economics. At the same time, we can enhance and improve our environment. And that's what oil and natural gas are demonstrating can be done. And that's why policy matters. We shouldn't have the government out there putting its thumb on the scale on behalf of particular energy forms. We should let the market, through environmental improvement and good economics, drive us to where we are today. And it's showing very good progress and even more promise into the future. And again, everyone on the Business Life and Coffee Show here, I've got Jack Gerard, President and CEO of the American Petroleum Institute. Now, Jack, how will the 2016 election affect our bottom line energy cost for heating our homes and fueling our cars? Well, if, if you look at the election, as I mentioned earlier, policy truly matters. Uh, if you compare the platforms of the two candidates, they're really quite different. You hear Donald Trump often talk about the coal industry, for example, and trying to put those people back to work. Hillary Clinton in the past has indicated she's trying to put those people out of work. Now, my guess is they're really not that draconian on either side, but it's probably somewhere in the middle. But the policy and the way we lead the country related to energy will make a lot of difference. Unfortunately, a lot of the policies being talked about by Secretary Clinton are designed to pick their favorite forms of energy. They talk often about, well, gee, renewables in this country. Well, the reason we don't have more renewables in the country today is because they're very expensive, and they hurt consumers, and they drive up costs to consumers. What we're showing is that domestic production of oil and natural gas are bringing down the cost to consumers, but they're also further improving the environment. So it doesn't have to be an all or nothing. We should have a true all-of-the-above energy policy that brings the best forms of energy at the lowest cost to the consumers while we're focused on the environmental protection. And right now it suggests oil and natural gas is not only the leader today, but will be the leader for many years to come with further improvements, with technological advancements. That's what's brought us this great energy renaissance that's now made the United States the number one producer of oil and gas, 
is technology breakthroughs, technology development. Hydraulic fracturing and horizontal drilling has really brought us what we have today, and it's a great success story. So we shouldn't condemn it. We shouldn't criticize it. We should embrace it and further promote it and enhance it because it benefits all Americans. So, Jack, how can we let our elected officials know how we feel about energy issues? Well, I think there's a couple ways we can do that. First and foremost is we need to get out and vote. We need to get educated on the issues. And I would encourage all your uh, audiences to look closely at the differences in their energy policies because the best form of expression we all have is to engage in the electoral process here in the United States. I wouldn't be as discouraged by the personality fights that are taking place. Try to look through all that and really look at their positions and what they mean to us as everyday Americans. The second piece of that, as I mentioned, is to get educated around energy. Our polling data shows that three out of every four Americans believe we should be doing more about producing our own domestic energy. It makes us energy secure, it further protects our environment, and it provides well-paying jobs. You look at the oil and gas industry today, the median salary in some of our sectors, the, the uh, exploration production sector in particular, is close to $100,000 a year. That's a great-paying job that a lot of Americans would like to have. We can create more of those right here at home with the right policies. So get educated, participate, and then let your elected officials know how you feel, I would suggest, particularly about energy because it impacts us all. Well, Jack, this has been a great interview, and I thank you for your time. Thank um, you. Where can we go for more information? Well, if you go to <clears throat> api.org, that's api.org, there you can find lots of information about all forms of energies, the current debates that are taking place, and probably about our polling data that we just came out of the field with that shows how the American people feel about the energy issues. Excellent. Well, this has been Jack Girard, President and CEO of the American Petroleum Institute. Jack, thanks for having us, and hope Thank to you. see you soon. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Business, Life, and Coffee Show with Joey Price. We hope you're inspired to become the best version of yourself after listening to our guest. What thought or idea stood out the most to you? Keep the conversation going by tweeting the show at BizLifeCoffee or our host at JoeyVPriceHR with the hashtag BLCMoments. And if you like what you just heard, pass along our podcast to at least five people. Detailed show notes can be found at www.BusinessLifeAndCoffee.com and our full archive is available on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Google Play. This has been a Jumpstart HR production. Join us next time for another edition of the Business Life and Coffee Show.